cool, a way too deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Morand. All right, this is less a tagline and more a stance I might have moving forward. Dubai? Goodbye. I don't know if I want to watch this show. I gotta be honest. Oh my gosh. Okay, we need to, I'm going to cut us off because we will talk about it when we get to Dubai. Um, (laughs) Okay. Yeah, we definitely have some some discussion to be had. I'll I'll maybe give it a chance, but yes, we'll we'll talk about it more later. We're also joined by my lovely sister, Miss Julia Baker. The word I use may be short, but the time we spend on it will be long. That is an excellent crystal tagline. It's basically just what she said like a thousand times. But if we can't wrap this dark word up like real quick, I'm going (laughs) to kill myself. (laughs) That's very dark, Julia. You know, I'm honestly annoyed with like everyone with with this situation. And everyone's being so hypocritical. Dark. Like Erica yeah. Jane being like to Crystal, you have to address the issue or you're just letting people think whatever horrible things they want about you. And it's like, Erica, that's been your MO the last two seasons. <laughs> this whole time. The I don't give a fuck. Like, that's her thing. And then Crystal's whole defense is, well, the word itself is so short. It's just a four letter word. <laughs> like that's, that has any bearing on it. <laughs> Yeah, um, again, Beverly Hills, we got to keep ourselves on track because I'm about to make us go off track. You ready? Yes. Here is my tagline. A picture is worth a thousand words, and this one is really worth 35. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. So that, do you guys know who it was? Yeah, that's Ramona. It's obviously, it sounds just like her. I'm in the room with her right now. So this week, Ramona went on, I think, Instagram Live. And was showing off the invitation to Teresa Judice's wedding that she had received. Holds up the invitation to the camera, revealing date, location, time, wedding website, and password to the entire internet. Didn't it have the registry information on it? Also? Yep, it oh had everything. And so poor Teresa's having to go and change everything. Um, some people are like, what's the big deal? I think that's insane to not recognize. That's a huge deal. Yeah. No weirdos like me are looking up where she's getting married. And um, as of right mm-hmm. now, I don't know if Ramona's apologized. Do you think she's invited to take two? Ooh, I don't know. Damn. I hope not. If Teresa isn't petty enough to not invite her to take two, then we aren't watching the real Teresa on our screens. That is a good point, Julia. I think Teresa has to disinvite Ramona to be true to character. In true Salt Lake fashion, the FBI is going to show up to Teresa's wedding and take Louie away, and they're all going to blame Ramona. <gasps> <laughs> no, blame Marge! <laughs> This is Jersey. That would be the best thing to ever You know what's funny, though, is I think that Teresa could have easily done this very same thing to somebody else, like somebody else's wedding. I feel like Teresa would have done the same move. Mm -hmm. Don't you agree? I feel like her and Ramona are very, are equally oblivious to things like this. By the way, listeners, I'm a little sick, so sorry if you hear a little sniffle. Aww. (laughs) Maybe some Uh, ASMR freaks will like that. (laughs) 
what we did learn from the wedding website was um, Melissa is not a bridesmaid. We already knew that. But do you know who is a bridesmaid? Kenya and Luann. Oh! All right. Well, we don't have Atlanta this week because um, last Monday was a holiday weekend. So let's get into Beverly Hills. That's what I want to be. All right. Before we get into the episode episode, we have some behind the scenes stuff to talk about. Round one is the Kathy Hilton, Lisa Rinna debacle that has been happening. Mm -hmm. Um, Long story short, Lisa Rinna was talking about how Kathy had said homophobic and racist things. Somebody sends Lisa Rinna a DM saying, I'm going to expose you if you do that. Lisa Rinna accidentally on purpose doxes that guy he doxes her they both have to get their phone numbers changed and then now at this point this is the stupidest convoluted story <laughs> they are posting screenshots from the guy he's apparently kathy hilton's assistant and he was hired by kathy hilton to smear lisa renna well he didn't do a very good job if lisa no. renna got so ahead of it so fired. This seems more like Rena. This doesn't seem like Kathy Hilton, and I'm not going to pretend like we know very much about her. But there is one thing I do know about Kathy Hilton, and that is she sent Paris to one of those like weird abusive boarding schools where they like lock you in rooms that are totally like frowned upon. She sent her to that, and that was kept under wraps for like almost 30 years, and we just found out about it. So the Hiltons are good at doing sketchy shit and not having people find out. So you're telling me that she's going to hire some messy assistant to do this? Mm-hmm. It doesn't say Kathy Hilton. It does, however, say Lisa Rinna. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if this was like, by Kathy, quote unquote, but it was just Lisa the entire time. Also, this is so dumb. I can't believe we're talking about it. Guy, <laughs> in the thing that he wrote, it's just riddled with typos. It's It's like... It makes the whole thing seem so fake. Yeah, the wrong form of there, the wrong form of two, yeah. like multiple times. Mm-hmm. He's posting his first and last name, saying that he's in charge of PR. Like, there's just a lot of stuff that's questionable. If you would like to try to catch up on this disaster of a saga, uh, you could check out our Instagram, like a cool podcast, <laughs> where I posted really shitty screenshots. So <laughs> feel free. <laughs> The other thing I wanted to talk about, uh, I started saying it off mic and Alex said, no, you need to say it on mic because then I can agree with you. And that is, there's something up with the Dorit robbery story. And I feel really bad saying that. But when she told us the story, you know, it's getting a little bit more detail every time she retells it. The part that bothered me well, there's two parts. Number one, you're telling me that she doesn't have like a ring doorbell camera. There was no alarm for breaking into her home. Everybody has ring doorbells. She doesn't have anything that's going to go off when somebody shatters an entire door. And the other thing was... They do have a lot of cameras, so why not put... Yeah, okay. So, okay, let's just pretend they have cameras. They The alarm system, for whatever reason, didn't go off. They don't have one. These people are in their house. We're assuming this is all real. And they have guns. Okay, yes, that's the mm-hmm. truth. If somebody's going to put a gun to your head and the other guy's going to say, just pull the trigger, just pull the trigger, they would just pull the trigger. If you're somebody who kills people, that's what you're going to do. You wouldn't be like, I'm going to let you get away. Like they wouldn't, 
have that argument and not agree with each other in front of somebody and then leave not if the person holding the gun is pk elizabeth (laughs) (laughs) and then they're but they let her leave her phone outside like i'm sure that they took her phone and i'm sure they probably had guns or like what looked like guns you know you don't need a real gun to get away with Mm -hmm. that armed robbery but i don't think that she was like on the ground execution style and they were arguing about whether to shoot her or not now we've been afraid of getting uh sued for libel in the past for murder she drew for our our little jokes about drew on atlanta but it would be very funny if we were sued for libel for this we'd be in a courtroom with dorit and pk (laughs) (laughs) that'd be the best press for this podcast so alex do you agree with me you were kind of on the same page ish well, the only reason I would even begin to entertain the idea of the whole thing being fake is that she's treating it like she has planned the perfect storyline to keep herself out of any drama this season, mm-hmm. and she will not let it go. Someone that's truly trying to like get over a traumatic event, the way she describes it sounds like the most horrifying thing that could happen to anyone, mm-hmm. and yet... Uh, she's using it for like petty put downs. Like the thing about Crystal saying like she wants a safe space and then Dorit immediately being like, um, this is a vacation compared to what I went to. The way she's like treating everything, everything has to relate to this event that she just went through. And how she's saying that she needs to be with like the ladies in order to feel okay or whatever. But when she's with the ladies, there's also a whole camera crew. She's having to perform for a TV show. Do you really think that, like, if she's really going through all this, she'd want to be on TV? The high-stress situation like that? It just, it all feels no. like a move. It all feels like a weird sort of play that she has. And that's what makes me feel like something's up. The fact uh, yeah. that it went down at the top of the season. The it, day that they started the filming. The day that like, they literally. started filming. And I'm sure something happened. I just think the story we have been told isn't the truth. I'm sure that there was something happened, something bad happened. I'm I'm not taking the story at face value. All I'll say is she knows what she's doing. That's the thing that she's guilty of is I think she knows what she's doing. And is it bad that because it she happened knows how to she's Kim K, it feels like she's being a Kimmy cat? I don't know. That's funny. But also, remember, never forget that woman chased Dorit, what was it, on the beach in Mexico, screaming that you owe my friend money. Oh, yeah. Like, Dorit, or Julia, she has the accent from who knows where. Like, that is true. They're not the most reliable narrators. And I think something did happen. I'm not acting like, oh, they're baking this up out of thin air, but I'm just suspicious. To go off of that and bring us into this episode, Dorit acting all upset that Sutton had press at her party. How could she do this to me when uh, she knows I just went through this whole thing? Yeah. Where, number one, Dorit, you're telling this to a camera. (laughs) I don't know what's more press Mm -hmm. than that. Number two, guess Mm -hmm. where there was also press? At Kyle's. Right. Store opening. And also, Dorit went and did press by herself. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what's making me mm-hmm. go like... This is, she's very careful about how she's using this. That's that's all I'm saying. I, I want to make it clear. Something did happen. I'm sure it was really horrible. She uh-huh. really does have trauma from it. But she knows how to use that. Yeah, there's something suspicious. And that's what she's guilty of in my book. And yeah. that we know for sure who's... Not as smart as Dorit, and that person is Erica Jane. 
who now is claiming that we're not even sure that some of the victims weren't paid. Right after apologizing for her wild behavior last season. (laughs) She goes on to do the craziest thing she's done yet. (laughs) And like, if you're not allowed to say anything because things are ongoing and there's (laughs) lawyers involved, like, she's just such a walking contradiction. (laughs) And then you're alleging that these people are lying. Talk about slander. You know how she was like yelling slander in the background of that first episode? Who I'm loving this season is Garcelle, who is being the Greek chorus right now. She is speaking for the people, as in me. I feel like... The Greek chorus and also Mm -hmm. all the other characters. Garcelle is doing everything. I don't know why we're going to Mexico to recover from Dorit's break-in. Why aren't we just touring Diana's seven homes? I want to go and look at a home that was designed by Versace or whoever designed her homes. Like... Diana had a very great hypocritical housewife moment where she's talking about triggers with Sutton and she says her trigger is when people make fun of her accent. One of the very first things we see Diana do this season is make fun of Sutton for her accent. (laughs) That's so funny. Well, I have two main takeaways from this episode. Uh, Kyle's not coming off well. And one of my favorite Garcelle moments of this episode was... Garcelle bringing Kyle back down to earth at the realization Kyle thinks that she's a problem fixer Mm -hmm. and Garcelle says more like a pot stirrer and then in that moment you really got to like that's so raven Kyle's brain Kyle did it was like what are you Mm -hmm. talking about she She, couldn't take it on she does not see herself as a pot stirrer at all she totally sees herself as like the -hmm. person bringing truth Mm -hmm. um And my other thought was, I think Erica might have given herself the kiss of death by saying that the victims were lying about not seeing the Mm -hmm. money. I think Bravo will put up with a lot of shit and have her on because she's so fun to hate watch. I think that might be the line. So if she does that kind of shenanigans again, I think that might be a a bad sign. My favorite Garcelle moment this episode was when Garcelle threw LVP back into the mix. In the most dramatic way possible. It was so good. I think that was an amazing an amazing chess move by Garcelle. Mm-hmm. Who knows where that will lead? Because now oh LVP could potentially become like a part of this show again, you know? She's about to become a big part of Garcelle's family's life. <gasps> friend yes, of! Yes, it's a friend of! <laughs> in like the most absurd mm-hmm. way possible. I'm very excited. You know what? I think that is what's going on. Garcelle is like playing chess and the other women are playing like Connect Four. So that's why it's starting to feel a little uneven. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we ready to talk about the first and maybe last episode of Dubai? <laughs> we got to give it yes, three episodes. Please. But yes. <laughs> So Dubai, something I realized before I even watched this was the last two franchises Bravo has given us, Mm -hmm. Salt Lake City, Dubai, I'm saying like main stage franchises, are both very conservative communities. Right. And I think that that's Mm. interesting, especially since a majority of the Bravo fan base is a part of the LGBT community Mm -hmm. or women or both. Mm-hmm. And there was a big boycott Dubai kind of thing online because being gay is not legal and also being an everyday woman basically is yeah. difficult in Dubai. So there was that conversation. 
it seems like people are kind of getting sick of having it. So it'll be interesting if it continues throughout the season. But I just thought that was odd that they're doing these really conservative places. Mm -hmm. I think ultimately on an entertainment level, it's going to make the amount of things they can do very like limited. Mm -hmm. I'll continue watching for a few more episodes. But I'm curious to see, like, where they will, like, go. Right, because they've already been on the boat. So are they going to have to boat anytime they want to have fun? They've already been on the boat. So my understanding, I think it's Nina explains it to us, I want to say. You can't buy alcohol. alcohol. So if you want to consume alcohol, you need to go to, like, a fancy restaurant or out on a boat. Like, you can't just go to a grocery store Mm -hmm. and buy alcohol like you can... Right, and, and then you know, at the safe. restaurant, they're going to limit the consumption. But if you're on the open waters, it's less limiting, mm-hmm. which is why that's where they chose to have their bachelorette and co-party. So something else about Dubai, um, I was having a really hard time figuring out who was who and who they were talking about because the women <laughs> call each other by their first name or their last name interchangeably. Mm-hmm. And we have a couple of women like Caroline Brooks. So they either called her Caroline or Brooks, two different first names. So I was or having a, Caroline B. So I was having such a hard time figuring out who we were talking about. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, who's Chanel? It took me a very long time to actually figure out who people were online people are loving this Mm -hmm. cast they are very fun but right now it's not giving me anything people are loving this cast who do they love well caroline s is a lady of london cast member so bravo viewers have seen her before um can we talk about caroline s real quick she's got big lvp vibes with her little dog She does, and she loves that little dog so much. She's found a husband who, to me, I had had a hard time telling them apart. Mm -hmm. He also isn't potty trained. (laughs) The lack of (laughs) sexual chemistry between these two is shocking. I think Chanel is onto something when she said it was a contract marriage. Yeah. You got divorced and remarried within a year. That's fine. A lot of Mm -hmm. people do that. They seem like they don't know each other. But exactly, Alex. A lot of people mm-hmm. get divorced, remarried within a year. That's that is what yeah. it is. A lot of people marry people outside their age grouping, totally. their generation. That, yeah. that is what it is. Mm-hmm. However, when you have both of these things and then you see them interact and it looks like they're two high schoolers kissing in a production of Bye Bye Birdie, mm-hmm. it makes it harder to believe. Yeah. Chanel, number one. She gets the crown. She's stirring up the most drama. Yeah, absolutely. She, to the point where, like, she's the she brings up like five different points of drama in their final f- sequence when they're all finally together because no one else is doing anything. I was yeah. just talking, talking about like what a good time they had at a party. It's a little too clunky for me, though. I need Chanel to like kind of be a little bit more tactful because I don't like when stuff is just thrown out there. It's too chaotic. I need her to kind of be a little bit more, a little bit more like Garcelle, a little less like Lisa Rinna. Mm-hmm. Um, Lessa mm, is. Yes. I think one of the most gorgeous women I've ever seen on my screen. Yes. I was having a problem with the ice delivery, mostly just because of like the volume of ice they were putting in the pool. Is Wasn't the pool going to overflow? Did you see it melted within the scene? Oh, yeah. But like they're, they're putting too much water in the mm-hmm. pool. 
It will be interesting yeah. to see if this show gets a little bit better footing. Mm-hmm. Because right now, it just doesn't... So a problem I'm having with Dubai is these women are all coming in saying, like, if you think women in Dubai are, like, soft-spoken, you've never been here, and they're they're all successful businesswomen, allegedly, and they have so much personal power. But in Dubai, like, women aren't allowed to get in, like, a normal taxi. They have pink taxis for women because women can't be in the same taxi as a man. The newest city on the earth, we are following some old school rules, both obviously with gay rights and then also with women's rights. Like they're incredibly oppressed and they're living in a society where men can have up to three wives. Mm-hmm. And my father-in-law went there and some of these wives were on like hand leashes that the husband was like holding. You know, like that's what these women are walking past. Yeah, not necessarily that that is the everyday common thing, but it is interesting that Bravo chose to do a but show there But you can't there see that, that in the United States. So far, we're not really seeing any of that, which is really uninteresting, I think. If you're going to make this show there, like address some of the realities of the place and not mm-hmm. just try to like, they're trying to hide them from us. I agree. Like you brought up how all of them are saying, you've got to be a strong woman in Dubai. You got to, like all the women here are like brash and like, you know, mm-hmm. they... If it's going to continue with that sort of, like, gloss, then, like... Yeah, what are we watching here? And, like, every Bravo show is inherently dishonest. But this would just be a very, like, ethically irresponsible dishonesty if the show keeps doing this. I agree. Something else that I thought was really weird was the majority of the women are expats. Mm -hmm. It sounds like almost everybody who lives in Dubai is expats. 88%? That's huge. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting, you know, and that's mm-hmm. fine. We have different housewives that, you know, it's not like all of Beverly Hills was born and raised in Beverly Hills in this town. Um, but that was my Kyle joke. Yeah. But it was <laughs> weird to have all of these people. Oh, I was born in, where did you say, Alex? Massachusetts? Newton, Massachusetts is where uh, Caroline B is from. And so we have that scene where we're seeing old Dubai and new Dubai I don't know. It just feels, it feels weird. We have, you know, on one side, it looks like, okay, this is a a city that's been around for a very, very long time. And, and then on this side, it's the other shiny one. Mm -hmm. And all the women live in the shiny one and none of them are really from Dubai. I don't know. It was just, it added to the oddness. I don't know. See, there's a lot of things, and this is kind of my issue with Salt Lake City. I don't like when Salt Lake City comes in and says, oh, people think of us as this way, but we're a huge party place. I'm like, yeah, but you can't buy vodka at a grocery store. Like, I don't like when somebody tells me. Mm -hmm. Like, we're all about women empowerment, but we can't ride in the same cab as a man. Like, I don't like it when somebody tells me this is what it actually is like. You're wrong. And then I'm like, well, all the evidence actually says this. So... Mm -hmm. I don't know. It, yeah. It felt disingenuous. And we don't have a Heather yet on this show that's, like, there to, like, reveal through, like, a lot of other, like, testimonies, like, what the reality of, like, being a Mormon is like in mm-hmm. Salt Lake. We, have, we don't have a character like that yet. A character. Sorry. Like a person like that yet on Dubai to really walk us through that without just, like, kind of, like, you know, making light of it. You know what? That is the problem, Alex. They are making light and kind of glazing over certain things. And I don't want to watch... 
if we were going to watch Real Housewives of Dubai, I want to see Real Housewives of Dubai. I don't want to see Real Housewives of Dubai pretending to be Beverly Hills. Okay. You get what I mean? Yeah, I do. All right. Well, let's give it mm-hmm. a few mm-hmm. more and we shall see. I know. We'll see if this turns out like last season of OC or if we uh, suffer through. Yeah. All right. Awards. Awards. Okay. Awards. My Bad Dog Bambi Award, named after Kyle's embarrassingly ill-behaved dog that steals food off of people's plates multiple times. We talk about bad dogs a lot on this show, and I think Kyle really takes the cake, but that's not what this award is. So my Bad Dog Bambi Award goes to Coco, Caroline S.'s dog, which peed in the bed her opening scene, and then she and her half-naked husband proceeded to lay in it and drink smoothies. <laughs> so, bad dog, Coco. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, what's your award? All right, in honor of my allergies I'm currently suffering from, this is the Fake Allergy Award, and it's a showdown. You two get to pick who wins. Ooh. And I-, I am almost positive I know who's going to win, so this is purely presentational. But the nominees for Fake Allergy Award are... This is hilarious. Chanel from Dubai, who said that she's allergic to bullshit. <laughs> and Diana from Beverly Hills, who says she's allergic to stores. And the winner is... Diana, right? I think it has to be Chanel. What? <gasps> An upset. I love that she's working overtime trying to give us drama, but she's also feeding us a little bit of a bullshit. And, like, she can't be allergic to herself. Oh, wow. So now I must decide who wins. (laughs) And, Julia, you give a very compelling argument, but I think Diana gets the fake allergy award. Maybe Chanel will have another chance at this award that I'm sure will come up again. I'm sure she will. All right, Julia, what's your award? My Bravo Food Order Award has to be gifted to Sutton, who ordered brunch for an army of 45 for Diana and her son. I noticed that too. Because it was so shocking, and she probably knew it wasn't reading well. It was like, oh, I'm going to pack this all up to go. It's like, okay, so it's going to sit in a hot car for four hours as you truck it home. Mm, and then you're going to... salmon. Yeah, she had like four trays of smoked salmon. <laughs> was that craft services? I was literally about to make the joke. That was like the PA's craft services. And then she's like, I want Diana to come over here. So they like, moved the craft service table into her I have room. never seen... Craft services has, I've never seen it look that good. Unless, like, they are making it that good at Beverly Hills. Hopefully that's what it was. Congratulations, Sutton. I was shocked, appalled, and delighted all the time. It was so weird. It was jarring. (laughs) Untoasted bagels just lined up. And then the women had four little tiny things on their plate. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.